Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your host, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week I share my recent run-ins with Betrayal in the recently popular game Among Us. Brett gets to play as an AI in Other Waters. And we also talk about the changing landscape for price and distribution in gaming with the recent Take-Two news. So what's up, Brett? What's got you picking up your sticks? Hey, uh, a few different things. I, uh, I've been playing a lot more smaller games again. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, every now and again, I just get on a mobile kick. Or I actually do have a desktop game in this one, too. But uh, I've been just kind of roaming the game sphere, so to speak. I've been learning new things about some titles that we've brought up in the past. And uh, I've been kind of dirtling around with and, and picking back up one of those uh, that I found myself playing a, a lot more always every time I pick it up I play so much more than I think I'm going to and that's Archero mm. so that's the mobile title uh, kind of Diablo-esque kind of you know not really an RPG it's a looter shoot it's not a shooter it's a looter game it's a looter rpg game i'm doing a terrible job of just describing this it's a you, you pick where you're gonna stand and your little archer dude shoots it funny little blob critters right <laughs> yep i mean just like diablo you basically fire when you're not moving unlike diablo you don't have to select to fire when you're not moving it just automatically happens right top. yeah um, yeah there is a although there's a, so there's a lot of changes uh, there is an ultimate skill slash item that you can get now that does charge up while you're doing stuff. And either sometimes it automatically activates, depending on which one you have selected. Otherwise, it's like an ultimate skill and you can click on it to activate it. Hmm. So you do get at least one ability now that you can nice. You can f- fire, activate, change, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm so impressed with how far this game has come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because they just keep adding content to it. Uh, there's more pets. There's more items. There's, like I said, the ultimate abilities. There's, like, bracelets and necklaces now as far as equipment that you can get. And it, every every time I've picked it up previously, I've just basically... I play the kind of a couple of the side missions that you can play whenever, and then I try to progress further in the game, mm-hmm. right? And I never really thought about it. I just never questioned it because every time you bump up a level, the amount of gold and stuff that you earn is just so much higher than your last level that, you know, there's no real reason to go back. But I started realizing that, like, because I was just kind of playing through the same level a few times. I was like, I feel like I'm almost always getting an item, like a low level common item and items in that game upgrade. When you fuse three of the same kind together, you get like the next tier. Of the same uh, tier also. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three of the same tier of the same item to upgrade to the next tier of the same item. And I I don't know what brought me to it. I don't know if I was Googling something else or if I just hit the Reddit or something to see what else was in the, the latest update or whatever. But I ended up watching a couple of YouTube videos talking about farming and drop rates. And I was like, I... I never thought about farming in this game like it's always just been i don't take it seriously enough to think about it that way you know yeah when i play archero i think of i'm only thinking of it as an experience in that play session and 
even if I were to like complete or die or whatever and, and start a new run, I don't even connect those two as like, right. Like I would in a Diablo running yeah. riffs or something. Yeah. So now I am kind of connecting that though, because to progress farther, it's actually getting very difficult to progress. Um, and I mean, I'm actually, I would say I'm pretty far into the game. I'm at least like dedicated playtime uh, several months, three or four. I know I've played off and on for like over a year now, but at the very least, it's been like if you were to play every day, probably equivalent to like four to six months of somebody like because I play semi regularly. And then when I get into these play sessions, I go pretty deep. And yeah, I've just started and there are certain missions that are just easier to farm because there's very few levels in them. And the drop rate kind of seems to be that like, no matter what, there's a pretty decent chance of dropping at least one item through an entire run. And that doesn't, that that's about the same, whether you run 50 levels in one of the longer dungeons or 10 levels in like a boss rush dungeon, mm-hmm. the drop rate the, there's changes in like gold and experience and some of the other smaller items like your scrolls or whatever. But for like items, it seems to be about the same. So between one and three items per run uh, or zero and three. So average of probably about one and a half, I would have to guess, but it seems like it doesn't matter what level you run. The average is the same for that one Mm -hmm. Um, or pretty close. So there's a time efficiency to running the shorter runs. And we've discussed before that there is like a, a, a recharge thing on your energy. So you can only run, you know, so many runs, but usually that just never mattered. I've never run out of energy before because you gain like one a minute. It takes five to do a run and most runs can be like five to 10 minutes. Uh, but now I'm doing like boss rush levels where I also, and things are dealing so little damage to me because I'm going back like half a dozen levels. So things are doing like two damage to me and I have 10,000 health. Right. And so I can AFK farm where like, I can like just kind of walk into the center of a room on a wave-based room, 10 waves can go through. I will kill everything that's there and it won't hurt me. And then I can just look back at my phone and push forward and go to the next room. Mm. Um, Or if I'm actively running it, I can run it in like three minutes. (laughs) Right. So I actually have run out of energy a couple of times. And now I just do like four runs, run out of energy and then leave for 20 minutes and come back and ready to do it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've actually started farming in, uh, I don't know. I feel weird cause I don't like farming in mobile games. It's usually like super grind time, but I've got some pretty, pretty stellarly upgraded equipment. I don't have any legendaries yet. Uh, it takes a lot to get to a legendary, but I'm getting close. I am maxing out levels on things and have then gone back and gotten some progression, which is, is kind of nice. So, uh, I don't know what I feel about it, but I, it's another way to play. I've gotten to experiment with some new play styles, too, because I'm not as worried about min-maxing my skill choices for each level. So I've gotten to play around with like a build that's just all rotating swords, and then I just walk around and walk into everything, or stand there and let it all walk into me. And like, So that's been kind of fun. Right. Yeah, I, I actually have dabbled with Archero a little bit here recently. I mean, not not at all to the depths that you have um, literally just like play a match. And when I die, I shut it back off. Um, I just, I really wish that it was a, I wish that one of two things were true. I wish that either it was a, a, a like 
not a mobile game. Uh, right. Not just because it's on the phone and I don't really spend very much time playing games on my phone, but but also I I just I, it, so the other thing that could be true is that maybe if I was younger <laughs> and had grown up <laughs> with mobile games and the, and the monetization strategies that they use, I don't think that Archero is slimy or something. I think that they're identical no. to every other mobile game that I've played. I just I just don't want to I don't I never want to buy gems for something. I would say less so I have never bought gems and I have now there some of this is because I picked it up early mm-hmm. um, and because of how far I progressed early, but I've never bought gems. I have like 3000 gems and I have every character unlocked. I have every pet unlocked. I have except for the characters that you can only buy with real money. Those are the only places that they're kind of slimy because they're like 15 bucks uh, yeah. for the characters. Uh, which is a little too... That's like League of Legends prices for not League of Legends quality. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've never had to buy gems and I have every... I even buy items like when the little merchant comes up in game and it's like, you want this for 300 gems? I'm like, yeah, sure. Because it kind of throws gems at you at a really... At a much higher level than like there are a lot of mobile games that will throw them at you for the first couple levels. And if you play... Like that AFK Arena, I played it for like I don't know, two weeks total. Uh, the first week, plenty of money to survive on, plenty of stuff to advance with. Week two, grind and just stop. You don't get to progress. Yeah. And in this, I've definitely felt like I upgrade at least one piece of equipment once a day. I So I'm always getting a little bit more powerful. I've always got a bank of gems. And my big windfall was just when they released achievements, I had already achieved like a hundred achievements in game and got like 10,000 gems for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but those achievements are still there as you, I think it's probably better now because you get them as you're progressing and there's really not that many things to spend gems on. Um, so again, I'm not even trying to attack them as, as much as just, I just I, irrationally, perhaps I just, I just don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of it seriously when I'm constantly seeing the buy this, the buy that, the this is two ninety nine, this is a dollar ninety nine, this is ninety nine cents, this is whatever. And again, I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. I mean, the game is free. No, I mean GTA Five offers it, like to, to like buy cash. That's true. I, I haven't spent a lot of time in GTA Online, so I don't. Oh yeah, sorry, online GTA Online, not GTA. Yeah, so I, there's I, a distinction. <laughs> well, you're you're and you're not wrong though. Um, and I probably would 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 think the same thing if I spent much time with that. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I, I that's why I say if I could just be younger, <laughs> then I'd right. be more comfortable with these because I'd have grown up with it. Um, but again, I don't think it shouldn't be there. I, I, again, it's not because I think they're doing something wrong or evil. It's just. I just would prefer it to be, it's kind of like balloons. I, I would prefer, I liked balloons tower defense five. Right. PC that was actually like its own version. Yeah. Versus tower defense six, which is a better game, but is just the mobile port on steam. Right. Right. Like I, I don't know. And, and I, I guess my point being, I would pay 10 bucks for Archero on steam with, no, Even with the no. gems and everything still being the currencies, yeah. I don't care. But just everything is is earned, right? Like, right, right. That would be. But again, I'm the guy that dies on the hill all of the time. Is like, how dare you complain about monetization? So, 
I, but that's why I'm really, really clear to say that I don't think that they're wrong or evil or any of that. Well, so this actually brings up a point that I wanted to talk about, and I this brings up two points. So I guess I'll quickly state, and we can, I'm gonna I want to circle back to it that you bring up Bloons, and Bloons is one of the other games that I actually played a crap load of here recently. But the other point is that. Uh, the Verge, and actually quite a lot of other people, so I guess not The Verge, the article that I saved is from The Verge, but uh, Take-Two Interactive has pretty much announced that they're doing away with $60 game titles. Yeah. And that their games are going to cost whatever they decide they want them to cost. Um, And, I mean, that brings that's kind of similar to monetization. So I, I wanted to discuss that with you. Like, what are your thoughts on moving from... Uh, take two claims that, you know, game prices have been $60 for the last 15 years and games cost more to make now. Uh, I mean, granted, that is true. Uh, I mean, games cost as much as they decide they should cost, but that's not to say that inflation hasn't happened and stuff. But also, take two stock price was $15 in 2005 and is $180 right now. So I don't think they're really hurting for for cash. They've got like a linear spike on. <laughs> they've got an exponential growth curve over just the last like few years. Um, some ups and downs for sure, but I don't feel like they can say we're hurting for money. But at the same point in time, I I think there might be a case to be made for at least the standard. I I think that this quote unquote standard cost for a game almost doesn't exist anymore either because special editions and. 10 editions for every game has been the standard for a while now, but I don't know. What are your thoughts in general on that? Um, I mean, I think I fully support it. Um, I, you know, looking at a stock price is fair, but uh, it's not, I mean, they, they owe that money. I mean, the stock, oh, right. a stock, yeah. uh, someone owning the stock in the company is debt to the company because if, if they decide to liquidate that stock, then you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So fair. It's but it's at least it shows that people believe that the company's worth that much. Sure, sure. I guess my point just being though that like um I I think that um I th- I think that you're right that a it, it kind of has gone out the window anyway. Um and not just with special editions. I mean, Overwatch is $40 brand new. Right. Right? Yeah. Like so there are also "Quote unquote AAA, at least developed games that aren't right. sixty dollars. Right. Um, I actually kind of, I mean, that's what a market is, right? Is I'm going to bring something and I'm going to tell you that it costs this, and you decide if it's worth that. Right. Or not. And if you say it's not, then I got the price wrong, and now I have to adjust that price. Right. So if they want to come out and say we're charging ninety dollars for all of our games, great. I, I hope it works. And if it right. doesn't, then they'll have to adjust. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I also, you know, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in the position of like, cause the truth is, is that most games that come out new, I don't pick up brand new. Cause I don't right. care. Yeah. Um, but that's not always true. Like, uh, like let's take doom eternal as an example. I mean, I was looking forward right. to that forever. I really wanted to get that when it came out. If, they would have said it's 90 bucks when it comes out. And in two months, it'll probably go down to 60. Would I have paid the 90? Probably. Would I have felt yeah. fleeced? Maybe, you know? I mean, it's it's kind of, 
so I, I get where you're going with that, but there's also like, it's strange that how many correlations there are between games and other types of entertainment media, but then not like movies haven't seen a price hike, even with like streaming, like probably they're making more money because they're streaming instead of printing DVDs. But like most movies new are what fourteen dollars? Like I, you know, I haven't bought a, a physical. <laughs> I haven't bought a physical in movies, music, or games. I don't know the last time that I bought a physical copy of any of those things. I mean, on right. console or PC, I'm downloading. Music is only streaming, and movies is only streaming. Or right, I, there's a couple of movies that I have purchased to to have as a stream not I, like purchase on amazon That's video true. Or i've done that i've done that but yeah those are even cheaper i think than the dvds used to be i think I usually yeah i mean but, like yeah. 15 for a movie to stream or 18 for the dvd you know mm-hmm. but we haven't and movies have only costed more to make mm-hmm. like that's not entirely true actually because the camera technology has come so far like the, the ability to use drones and things like that and these really high fidelity cameras to make films has actually gotten more accessible and cheaper as time has gone on true but then you have that much you had the list of artists for 3d graphics has gone up yes i mean we we still consistently see most expensive movie ever made type stuff like like avengers or whatever i don't know it's just it's not like uh you know disney is going out here and saying we need our movies to cost five dollars more per ticket either or whatever i don't know it's just an interesting correlation ticket prices have gone up though in the, over the last 15 years at the theater like at the theater yeah, level those have increased um you know i yeah i don't know i i it's honestly it's just like with archero like i don't have a problem with their monetization scheme i wish that it was a different thing because my personal preference is that right but i don't think that they're bad actors in the marketplace because of what they're doing no and same yeah i don't i I don't think Take Two is bad for that. We'll see what with the, the I'm still iffy on their whole Kerbal thing has put me on shaky ground with Take Two, but <laughs> well, so so here I don't think they're bad actors for looking at changing their prices. I don't know. I think it'd be really weird if Doom Eternal was like eighty four ninety nine and NBA Two K was sixty three ninety nine. Like just seeing weird prices, which I doubt we'll actually see. It'll probably be increments of five or ten or whatever. But it's already pretty heavily in the indie sphere, where that people are already used to games that are under sixty dollars can just cost whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean that's the that's the other thing is that it's like, you know, I, I hear outcry um, still from other people about you know, the, the greedy game companies are, you know, ripping us off or whatever. And it's like, cool. How much do you celebrate it when you buy something on a steam sale? How much do you right. celebrate it when you buy something on a PlayStation sale? How much, like when you get a humble bundle and you get 12 games for 10 bucks, then do you go to the developer and go, wow, I can't believe you sacrificed this much. No. So people want it both ways. They, they want, right. they want everything for free and they don't want to pay anything ever. And it's like, yeah, these games just don't get made if people don't make money doing it. Right. Right. For sure. um, And not that that's your position at all, but anyway, I don't know. So it just, I struggle with people's complaining about um, how much a developer charges for something simply because it's your choice. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. And if you're in the minority, then I guess you're in the minority and that's how much the experience costs. You know what I mean? Like I, I, 
that that's that's what it is. And if the market says no, then the market says no. I think that I would never I would never pay money for a skin in League of Legends. I just right. never now I also don't play in Overwatch. There's a game I actually have played a lot. Okay. I don't play okay. all, so that's not fair. <laughs> I would never buy a skin in League of Legends. Or excuse me, in Overwatch. <laughs> but I but I I don't I'm not mad that they charge for them. Like if other people right. want to do it and they can sustain their business through it, then hey, more power to you. Like I'm not mad if a I, I don't know. I it's yeah. So anyway, I think that for the most part, at least in the kind of double A AA to triple A area, it's usually the monetization is fairly fair. Mm-hmm. There haven't there have been a few. I think loot boxes most people rebelled against, and now we don't see a lot of them. Yep. It took a while for that to happen, and it really sucked while it was going on. But at least we've bounced back from that because, like, yeah, Shadow of Mordor and all that stuff with like crazy loot box time no no not okay um but i think like you said the market just pushed back against that and then things adjusted um Mm -hmm. so i also agree that so i i definitely don't have much of a leg to stand on because i am the last person to buy a 60 dollar title uh i always wait for steam sales i will wait five years for a game to drop in price because i'm more for the most part now this is gonna come back to bite me but for the most part i don't do new games um i am hoping to do a few new games soon but (laughs) um yeah uh i i think it does kind of i don't know i feel both ways about it um well so here's the other way i was gonna go with it though is i think that having this I, i think i the reason i like it is because i think the other thing that the 60 dollar thing like the the standard price of a new game does right is it creates a scenario where you also have games that should not be $60. Correct. That can say, Hey, this is what all games sell for. So this isn't crazy that we're doing this. And it's like by opening up the pricing scheme and making it. So it's like, well, Hey, grand theft, the grand theft auto six, whenever that comes out, that's going to be a hundred bucks. Cause it's just that good. And there yeah. you have it. Okay, fine. But then when you're going to come out with some when the next NBA 2K, so he, I mean, we're talking about take two, it's 2K, yeah. right? Yeah. When the next 2K comes out, like this year's, where it's very, very low on feature updates, it's basically just a roster upgrade. And to, to their credit, NBA 2K is already a very well-made game. So right. it doesn't, I mean, having an annual release, it doesn't deserve to be a completely reinvent the wheel thing. No, it really deserves to be DLC. But it, yeah, it should be 30 bucks, <laughs> right? It, it should just be an update to your currently active game, because that's what it is. So if they're going to, so if if now what if it unlocks that? Now what if it unlocks where they're like, well, for something that's more iterative, we're not going to charge 60 bucks for it anymore. I mean, the, the whole reason that they brought it up is they wanted to say that NBA 2K for this year is $70. I, yeah. I, I uh, yeah hopefully headline... it does. I mean, so, so the, it, I think some of that is already happening, though. So, like, Destroy All Humans just released pretty recently, and it released at, like, $30. Yeah, but that's a—I mean, it's a remake from— it's not a new IP. It's like a whole new version of the same. Like, oh, yeah, okay. it's a it's a reboot, but it's not a remaster. Oh, okay. It's a, it is a completely new. Yeah, it's a whole new game. Um, it's not just a remaster, which I thought was pretty pretty cool, and I actually am kind of excited about. But I've just got so many other games that I want to play before that that it's 
also probably going to wait for a sale. Um, but I think that that's easily like, yeah, I think that's properly priced. I think it was 60 or 50 or 60, whatever the price was when the original was launched, it was a full priced game. Uh, I think it was one of the few ones that maybe deserved it at that price, um, like did well enough. But I would agree that there's a lot of games that sell for full price that are not. Um, but yeah. I think that's happening less now because that was more the case when it was a brick and mortar store. Yeah. I think there's a lot fewer games that get away with selling at $60 on Steam with live reviews. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah, I think um so I don't know. I think ultimately I support it because I think it's a, I think it's an interesting change and I think that it potentially opens the market up so that things that deserve to be lower priced get lower priced and makes the community more understanding that that could be demanded, right? Like now it doesn't seem like it would make sense to demand a game isn't 60 bucks because they're all 60 bucks. At least it's from a right. big studio or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well if if it wasn't just in everyone's head that this is just how it works, then, mm-hmm. then maybe the community would push back on those things. So I don't know. I think, I think it's an interesting idea. I, I certainly do agree that, and that's hilarious. The 2k example for NBA. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I agree. I, yeah. Well, but I mean, back to the, you know, the, the, um, the loot box thing though. I mean, they, I don't know if they have loot boxes in NBA 2k, but their monetization in NBA 2k, even still, I don't think it's as, loot boxy as it was before so i don't right. think the internet is crying like they were but but it is just mobile game it's the same level of monetization where yeah. the grind is so insane unless you pay and it's like right but i'm paying 60 dollars, and if you want to monetize it this way it needs to be free to play fine or at least way less right yeah at least way yeah. less um so yeah i don't know so i think i, I think i support that I think that it's weird that it was standardized. I think you're right. It's because it was driven by brick and mortar. Um, I mean, you know, 15 years ago, and I know you don't play sports games, but 15 years ago, Madden uh, got competition from 2K for football 2K. Mm -hmm. And to compete with Madden, they released NFL 2K5 at $30. Right. They knew no one would play it because Madden's so popular. Yep. And and so, I mean, they tried that, right? And EA's response was to go buy an exclusivity deal with the NFL for the next 15 years. <laughs> that only finally now, in the year 2020, have I actually seen a large majority of the Madden player base is pushing back that this game is, it's gotten bad. Like, yeah. it's... It, because they don't have competition. Like, yeah, they, so they can release whatever they want and nobody can say anything. Well, and, and it's like if you want to play a video game that has NFL teams, licensed NFL teams, players, stadiums, all of that in it, this right. is the only choice. Because other games have made football games, but when it's not the New England Patriots and it's just mm-hmm. the, the Springfield Scissors or something, no one cares. <laughs> you know, no one wants to play. So that. I'm saying cyborg robots, more cyborg robots. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have anything else on it, but I. I yeah, I think. No, no, that's fair. I, you didn't have to. You know, we don't have to do the whole episode on it. I just thought it no. was an interesting article, and, and, it and it's something that ties in directly to monetization. In that there are a lot of monetization models, and I think that it's funny because I think that NBA 2K is more egregious for being a sixty-dollar title with mobile that wants to be a seventy-dollar title for mobile mm-hmm. when it could be a DLC for an existing or a a year pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
something more like a Borderlands or something where you get four big DLC updates for a smaller, you know, bundle. Yeah. And they're saying, no, we want more than full price and microtransactions for potentially the same or less amount of game mm-hmm. versus free-to-play games that, you know, yeah, there are a lot of bad free-to-play titles that are only there to make money and you cannot progress without it. But I'm thankful that in the midst of those, there are the Archeros that don't demand that you pay, that it's more like, hey, if you want to, or if you want to speed through some of it, you can, but you definitely do not have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I remember when, you know, (laughs) dating ourselves, obviously, but I remember in 2005 when games had always cost $50 Mm -hmm. and they were going to go up to 60 for the, what was then the next generation, which was right xbox 360 and ps3 and it was a similar outcry of people being like no that's crazy i can't believe that and guess what the video game industry standard has only exploded since then right and it's fine but i mean yeah i think i think that it i think it's also just a different market nowadays with way more digital goods way more indie developers even in console spaces uh, Steam is just kind of, and even Epic, you know, the the, the prices are not all $60 for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get a one game chip token in Epic and it's good for any game and it's valued at $60. So thank God for that. I do also wonder though, how much of it is, is driven to some extent um, by seeing the way that game distribution is, is shifting, where we're now seeing it change into, to mimic, music with Spotify and Google music or YouTube music or whatever, or movies with Netflix and Disney plus and all Hulu, all that where, I mean, so you've got, uh, Ubisoft has their own game. You pay a monthly fee and you get all of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft has the Xbox games pass, which is also available on PC, which I have ranted and raved about how great of a deal it is. Yep. And it's actually getting ready to be so right now the price is five bucks, which they said was their their beta price for it. They're getting ready to right. increase it to ten a month. However, EA, the hated EA, um, they are actually they're moving away from Origin and having their own platform. Like Origin is actually being rebranded into the EA desktop application. Like Ew. yeah. Well, because they don't because they've they've moved what what I pay for have paid for for the last two years, which is Origin Access, right, is shifting to what they're now calling EA Play. So EA Play is available on Steam now, so not on Origin. I mean, you, I probably you could right. get it there. Um, and they're actually partnering with Microsoft so that if you pay the ten bucks for Microsoft Game Pass, you also get the EA Pass. So you also <laughs> get access to all of that. So for ten dollars a month, you're getting access to a thousand. 2,000, 3,000, I don't know how many thousands of dollars worth right. of games, but an enormous amount of games. Right. And people are going to continue to expect that because that's how people consume the other entertainment media. Right. It'll very soon be a Steam Pass. Right. So Where, yeah, when that happens, I mean, as you and I got to kind of learn about in, in conversations last year, the developers aren't making a killing on these patterns, no. right? Because no, they're not. <laughs> so, in fact, it can be so much worse for them. Right. So... That also is reason for them to be able to be more flexible because it's like, well, if you're going to buy it, we could really use you buying it for 70 right, for, because the people who aren't buying it aren't paying us anything. Right. right. So. um, So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I 
again, I, I yeah, I, I support it fully. I think it's an interesting idea. And I think that it's interesting to see the way that games, the game distribution landscape is shifting. The fact that it went from brick and mortar to digital and first digital was just DLCs and like right. add-ons. And now again, I haven't bought, I mean, on the PlayStation 4 I own, I have never bought a physical, I don't own a single. I will not have a physical drive in my new PC. Right. Right. The fact that I, <laughs> I mean, my PC I built six years ago and I have an optical drive in it and it, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Who has it just became drive? the cup holder that we all memed for so long. <laughs> I just took a Dremel to it and cut a hole in it because I ain't going to use it. It might as well be a cup holder. Like, right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not as gung ho in support. I'm I'm not against it. They're more than welcome to try. I'm never going to buy it. There, if they come out and be like standard edition of Kerbal is a hundred dollars, I'm gonna be mad. But you know, we'll yeah. wait for that. It could also be forty five. I don't know. Right. We'll see. Well, and, but, it, uh, and I think it also could give them, like I said, with the Doom thing. Like maybe when something releases, it comes out at the highest price point it's going yeah. to, and then instead of exclusivity for platform, it's exclusivity for price, which I think is. I I would be way more fine with that. Right. If I could get Spider-Man on PC, but it's $120 for the first six months, and then it's 60 great, do it. I don't care. Let the people who want to play it first play it, because I can avoid the internet. Like, well, it's also, I mean, it's just already true in so many other industries. I mean, that's why there's day-old bread, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's right. <laughs> cheaper when it's not fresh, or... I don't know. There's a lot of examples like that. So you drive a car off the lot and it's worth less. Right. Exactly. If you want a new Toyota, it costs more if you want the new one than if you want last year's. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Like, and and no one thinks that Toyota is evil because of that. Like it's, it's a standard practice. There's other reasons people think car makers are evil. (laughs) Um, That is not for, this is pick up your sticks where we talk about why gaming matters. (laughs) Unless we're talking about playing games on the screen of a Tesla. I don't think we need to. Well, I was playing Forza, so I have to get into it. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That does bring up. What What have you been playing? So there's a couple of things, and I'm, 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 I'm struggling with where to start because there's two exciting things to share and then one that's not really exciting. But um, I'll start with the one that the rest of the internet is excited about, and that is <laughs> the game Among Us. Um, I... I, it was just like Fall Guys for me, where I saw Among Us and um, saw saw an article about how popular it was, which is exactly what happened with Fall Guys. Right. And looked at it, and it was $5. And I was like, I've had worse sandwiches than whatever this experience will yep. be, so here's my $5. <laughs> um, it, it's a pretty hilarious little game. Um, it might be the like the ultimate like like games that are used as like team builders and corporate settings and stuff like, i'm not very excited not excited walker you gotta amp me up from this yeah. <laughs> well the reason just being i mean the reason the games that things work well for team builders is because it puts people in situations where they kind of have to like think on their feet and like expose themselves a bit and be vulnerable to outcomes that were unpredictable and, and that right. sort of stuff um that's why an escape room is a good example mm-hmm. of that too, right? Um, so not because it has some corporate tie-in, but just so for anyone who's not familiar with Among Us, just very briefly, every game I've been in, which I think this is the limit, it's a it's ten players, and you're all on a spaceship. It's basically space team, um, 
It's it's like Space Team. But you control a character on it. Space Team meets FTL sort of thing? Kind of. I'm trying to think of what the other... Now I lost what it combines with. Terrible analogy. Anyway, so it's like Space Team in that you're all on a spaceship. All ten people are on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And... It's like it's like Space Team plus Clue or something like. Okay. So you're all on a spaceship, and you all like Space Team have individual tasks that you need to go accomplish. Like it just okay. shows you a list on the screen, and there's you can pull up a map, and there's markers for where you need to go. And so if the if all of the the, the tasks cumulatively that the ship needs taken care of get taken care of, then game over. You win or whatever. Okay. Two of the people on, well, between one and three, and it can be set up in the game settings, but between right. one and three people, I usually play with two, it seems, but between one and three people are assigned as traitors. I know what it is. It's Space Team meets Secret Hitler, which is a board game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I was going to say, it sounds like it has a, a liar's dice sort of feel or a liar's game. Yes, which is exactly what it is. So, so like Spyfall or any of the others where... right. Yeah. So between one and three of the of the people on the ship are actually traitors. And so they have the ability to sabotage different parts of the ship, which then causes like an alert, like they shut off the oxygen. And so now there's a one right. minute before the oxygen runs out. So the rest of the people on the ship have to like run and try and solve that problem, right? Um, which mechanically, it's a very simple game. You click stuff to activate it, or sometimes you click and hold, but it's, it's, right. it's not mechanically demanding at all. Um, and then and then otherwise, the, the traders can also hide in vents. Like, there's different vents on the floor, so they can, like, disappear into a vent. So potentially, you could kill someone in a room, hide in the vent, and then when other people come in the room, they don't see you in there with the body. Right. right? Nor do they know that you were around it. Um and to kill someone super easy, you literally click them and they die. Like it's not, yep. again, no mechanics to it. So the, the catch is though, is that no one can communicate while the game is being played. Like there's not a voice chat. There's not a text box chat. So if you and I were playing and you saw me kill someone, you couldn't type to the group. I just saw Walker kill someone right, right. in that moment. Or, or the person dying can't type like, oh, I, this person just killed me. Like right. no chat. So what happens is that the players have an option to call an emergency meeting. And when that happens, then a chat box comes up and then you can discuss who you think the traitor is. Mm. So typically a meeting is called when someone finds a body. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, and then everyone gets to vote and you can skip to vote if you want, or you can vote on someone and it shows you who voted for who. Right. Um, and if a majority vote for a person to get kicked off, then they get ejected from the spaceship. <laughs> so they're dead. And then immediately following that, it tells you whether or not they were one of the traitors. Ah, okay. Which is cool because you get to know immediately if you were wrong or if not. If you were wrong, and yeah. And you know how many traitors are still left on the ship. and then it'll Right, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a hilarious social game because again, mechanically, there's nothing to it and there's not really even any strategy to execute because again there's not really any mechanics so it's all really just about subversion and, and so like when people so how are, many times have you been the traitor and how many times have you been thrown out an airlock i've been thrown out of an airlock way more times than i've been the traitor <laughs> i've been thrown out of an airlock so many times when i'm not the you're, traitor. you're like your your ability to 
sound like you're trolling when you're not, I think hampers you here. But it doesn't <laughs> because there's no voice chat and I'm not I'm not saying anything. Yeah, but I'm sure it comes out in your text. But I'm not saying anything. Like I Well that that's a problem. You need to be talking in the text chat in the emergency meeting. Well I might I'm the truth is is that honestly like it's weird to me how much they all talk because so when someone dies, the very first question that everyone spams is the word where. Like they want to know where it happened. And it's like mm-hmm. but why? Because what will you because, from that? Because, like, if you're really far away from the station you're supposed to be at... Yeah, but you don't know where did... I'm at. Like, they can't see me. Right, but, but like you said, that you, like, in the beginning of the game, everybody's, like, assigned to station, right? It's not assigned to station. It's assigned tasks to complete oh, around okay. the ship. Okay. Everyone starts in the cafeteria, which is in the middle I of the I thought that, like, if you're, if you're the communications guy, you need to be in the communications area. And if, you're in the, if you were in the engine room, why were you there sort of nope. thing? Okay. Nope. Um, yeah, so no one has any reason to know why you would or wouldn't be somewhere. So it's like if they could see you on the screen, then fine. Then they might know that you weren't it because you were with them. So they didn't. Right. Clearly, you couldn't have been the killer. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's hilarious. I, I've I've been the traitor a, a few times. Um, I got down to one time. It was me and the, there was two traitors and me and the other traitor had survived. And we got down to like where there were three other crew members left. Wow. And then they did catch. They did call me out which I was surprised by because the other guy had been way more suspicious and they were like, we think it's my color was dark green. They're like, we think it's dark green. And my traitor companion was like, yeah, it's dark green. (laughs) Come on. You're on my team. Nope. Nope. It's not a team. I didn't have it. It's not a team. It's you should have, you should have thrown him right out with you. You should have like, (laughs) I should have, but I, for whatever reason, like, I st- the thing is, is that I still wanted him to win. Like, even right, though they were outing right. me, I still wanted the traitors to win. Ah. So I didn't say anything. And he definitely voted to eject me and I got ejected. Wow. <laughs> and he seemed credible, right? And then, right. <laughs> and then marked more of them and he actually won. Uh, nice. But anyway, uh, it's just, a, yeah, it's a really hilarious. It's hilarious to watch the ways that people will try and be subversive. Like, Anytime someone can't like someone will be like, it's, it's, it's the, it's the green guy. And then if someone's like, no, green was me. They're like, yeah, you're right. It was yellow then. And it's like, why are you so eager to pin it on someone? That mm-hmm. must be you. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it's not me. It must be, it must be you. Cause you're saying that. And it's like, oh my God, here we go. Like, <laughs> Is there a timer on the chat? Yes. While you're in the emergency. Okay. Thank God. Cause yeah. I was like, this can't. That, but it's that's like a minute too- and it's a long minute. I'm sure that's an insufferable minute of wall of text. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to type. You don't have to say anything. Right, you you right. might get kicked because they might think you're guilty because you're not. As, as can be proven by Walker's tactic. Not saying anything means suspicious. Well, and it, again, it's not even because I'm trying to like not participate or something. It's just that I don't I, I'm not the one that found the body. So I don't know where it was and I don't know what else to say. And I feel right. like saying like it wasn't me. I was doing this is just super they also they all call it sus because for some right uh, yeah so it's all it's all very sus so <laughs> not very on fleek correct but dude it would be it would be a great time if you if you could get like if you could get a room like ten people that all knew each other right now you'd have to not let people would have to not be shady in text or discord or whatever because that right would subvert it very quickly or everybody has to be in well no because if somebody because yeah if you do see somebody kill or if you're the person that gets killed yeah you don't want to be like 
it yeah. was yellow and then everyone's like then well he died yellow. until it was yellow right yeah. um but yeah no it's it's a i can see why it became popular and i can see why it's especially popular because it really became popular from streamers right um, i can it's it's the perfect game for for that because there's there's all this tension but again there's no mechanical skills and the viewers all get to know that you're not the traitor even though in the game everybody's voting you out so it, it, that can cause a big ruckus and... right or that you are the traitor and that they're right. not voting you out so it's, it's very suspenseful potentially and right um i did like one time i definitely hid an event and they saw me do it but they got confused and because th- there were two greens. Like I was dark green and the guy was lime green. And they didn't specify and they were just like, yeah, green went in the vent. And everyone's like, cool, got it. And voted the other guy out. <laughs> I, got I, was just, I was just like, I voted for him too. I mean, hey. Right. You know I mean, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That's um, great. But yeah, yeah, um, Among Us is definitely worth the $5. I thought it was hilarious. I logged in. I probably picked it up a day or two after the popularity spike happened again when i saw the article on it and open it up and it's like message from the developer because it's a game from 2018 it's not new really i didn't know that no it was it's a game from 2018 that i think they had just kind of let go i mean right you know it's five dollars you know what i mean it may have maybe that was the problem maybe it was 15 before you know right like whatever it was (laughs) It spiked and their servers all crashed, right? Because they weren't set up to handle the volume of right. They don't have like Amazon Sync for an old game like that. They're not going to have automatic server mapping because they don't need it, right? Because who's playing? So it's like, first of all, they're like, "We're really sorry for the server issues. We're catching up. We had, we just didn't anticipate this, and we are already developing Among Us too, but we haven't started on it. So it'll be quite a while before it's out. <laughs> so they definitely were just like, "Oh wow, this actually." was a good idea <laughs> and we have enough money to make the sequel today <laughs> right 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 i mean i have no idea what their sales were but man even if it was even if they sold i mean if they sold a hundred thousand copies which that would be a lot that, i mean that's half a million dollars you know what i mean just off of off of their game that they thought was dead so i mean minus 30 percent for steam boom but... true story true story yeah um and that's awesome though so i, I mean so have you won have you won any games uh, so granted, you haven't. So you haven't won as traitor. Have you won as not traitor? Yes, I have. Okay. Seen, I have seen a not traitor game get. But I almost. The thing is, is that I actually found it. I was kind of like, I think the traitor just sucks, or is is like too scared because, mm. because really the only way that you win is if no one finds a body, which just means that the traitor isn't trying. Right. You know what I mean? Or sabotaging. Like, so as the traitor, when I got outed and killed, it actually let me stay in the game as a ghost where I can't talk to anyone or interact with anyone, but I could still initiate the sabotages. Mm. So on cooldown, I was initiating sabotages because uh, there was still okay. another trader left. Right. Gotcha. So on cooldown, I'm trying to help this dude. And, and yeah, like in the, in the one, and I think I've only seen it one, maybe two times, but certainly at least in one of the games that I won as the regular player or whatever. Um, yeah. It just, it wasn't constant sabotage and there weren't constant bodies. And it's like, I just feel like maybe you're afraid or maybe you went yeah, you gotta, if, as a ghost, you got to sabotage in rooms with non traders so that other people rush in there and find a uh, yellow in the engine room that just got sabotaged. Like, yeah, it's actually even easier than that. You actually to sabotage. Don't even have to go to the room and click it. You literally open your map and there's like six stations that can be sabotaged and you click it and it sabotages. So you don't even, 
like there's no reason to not be doing it right because you don't even have to travel to do it um but yeah really really cute little game it is definitely <laughs> it's it, it is very indie the menus are terrible looking <laughs> it, it all works to their credit it's all functional right it works um when you search for a game, there's not a matchmaker. When you search for a game, you don't join a queue. It pulls up a list, and then you click it. Mm-hmm. Probably the first six games I click every time I try, it'll yeah, full, yeah, full, full, full. It's just like ah. <laughs> um, how long does a match generally take? Less than ten minutes. For like, okay, yeah, cool. It's cool. fast. It's it, it, yeah. It's it would be a very good like last year for your birthday when we did the escape room or whatever with a group of people. Right, it would be a really fun game. Now, obviously, everyone have to have PCs and whatever. Right, not as easy, but it would be like that kind of environment or that kind of event with that group of people. Where like some of the people are really close. I mean, you know all of them because it's your birthday. Right, it's your your close friends, but like not all of us all knew each other super right. well, which is kind of what made the escape room experience enjoyable, right? Because we're mm-hmm. kind of figuring out not just the escape room but also each other on the right. Fly. And who who is the leader here? Who's the who has right. good handwriting? Like. Right. Uh, yeah. So it would be it would be a lot of fun to do something like a group like that. So you know, not just corporate team building, but just slightly larger fun, social yeah. group. Right. Excellent. Once that's allowed again. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but in this you don't have to because you're on PC, so you could all do it right. virtually. So okay. it's the perfect COVID party game. <laughs> <laughs> that's an advertisement <laughs> tagline. Like like, right. like real. <laughs> That sounds like a Borderlands level. It does. Like, rated number one by PC Gamer. Next up, the perfect COVID party game by Walker Near. Just a little, little tag. Hey, like, honestly, if they want to send me five of the dollars, that, that if they want to give me a refund for the copy, I right. get, they can use my my, my phrases. I'm that, I'm that cheap. I laughed so hard, Coke came out my nose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, yeah. So Among Us is is one of the things uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was was pretty top notch. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I know you said you played some balloons. So yeah, I've, I've been playing a ton of balloons. They also have had another several updates between play sessions. Um, it was just one of those things where I've been really tired lately, but not tired enough to go to bed, but not awake enough to like get into some intense game. Um, I don't want to spend too long on it. It's still balloons. There's more levels. There's more heroes now. Uh, so I got a hero that flies a freaking drone copter around and just the drone shoots darts. And he also gives like by like halfway through his leveling, he just gives all monkeys on screen camo detection. Hmm. That's pretty so like you only have to fend off the first couple few waves of camo balloons and on any map that there's only like one trail, as long as that trail is a little bit loopy, he can pretty much take care of it because his drones get camo detection before everybody else does. Um, yeah, it's amazing to not have to put like monkey towns everywhere to get camo detection. But yeah, still great tower defense game for those that don't have balloons. Uh, get it like just do if you have a tablet or a PC, get it. Uh, phone probably not as much, but it, it, phones are getting big enough now that even that's not a huge barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I've been I cranked out another I don't know half dozen maps full to completion. Uh, not as many of the advanced or expert level maps. There's also a lot more of maps with which I'm not sure I'm not a hundred percent against because the, the, to its credit, like the balloons that come no matter what level you're on, uh, at least per, per difficulty, the rounds will be the same. 
Um, so the only thing that changes is the path. But there are some interesting levels that are coming out with, uh, like, because they had the removable objects in the like the earlier versions that you could pay money to remove. Now there are objects that each time you use them, it costs more money. So there's one map that's just like two parallel tracks going across the screen. And that's really difficult because balloons are just going super fast straight across the screen. But there's two levers you can pull. One reverses the track direction, hmm. so it slows everything down. Uh, and the other one it activates the spare tracks. And so these, like, it's like a warehouse and the tracks are like treadmill kind of things. And so when you push it, it just lifts up a bunch of U-shaped tracks all all the way down both sides. So it, like, quintuples the length of track that the balloons have to go down before they get to the exit, hmm. leaving you open to throw darts at them. Uh, but at the first time you use it, it's free. Every use after that, it, like, increases by, like, 250 or something, whatever like that. So the like your first 40 rounds or whatever easy is not very difficult on that map but every map you go up you have to really think about having extra money available which i thought was kind of it's an interesting mechanic i'm not all for having a bunch of kitschy little things in a track i'm pretty classic and i just like a track and towers you know i just i'm jumping back to an earlier conversation but i just realized that i i don't actually know that i care that archero does i like I think it might just be that it's on the phone because balloons yeah. on PC balloons TD six has all of the same microtransaction stuff mm -hmm. that our yeah. does. And I don't pay attention to it on PC. I think for some reason on, when it's on a phone, maybe it's just because it's such a more compressed screen realistic. Right. It just I think, in my face. I actually think that the Archero doesn't really even advertise their microtransactions that much the only one that's really pushed is that their battle pass is how you get rid of ads mm -hmm. and that's the big one i think that if i could just like get a permanent no ads i would have done it already mm -hmm. but the fact that i have to do like a monthly sub to not have ads and the fact that if i don't i have to see ads i think that bothers me more than it having microtransactions because honestly i don't see the microtransaction screen except if i get a key to open a chest for free yeah but other than that, it's not like it automatically pops up. You don't get, like, every time I log in, it doesn't come up with, like, this week's Hero 1099 or on sale, this, that, or the other. Blue There's, like, does. Right, right. And Archero <laughs> does not. Right. So, I, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Archero is really light on the it is. pushing microtransactions at you. Yeah. Like, AFK Arena, every time you log in, it's like, hey, we've got a special deal, $99 for one Hero card. I'm like, What? Like, no, go away. So I guess maybe the real conclusion of my Archero is that I just wish it was on PC. And then yeah. and then I could go from there. Um, anyway, anyway, not to go back. <laughs> but then it needs WASD support. Like, yeah. Well, you could click. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Balloon. Balloon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically just like, I, I don't really like uh, tracks that have too many like i don't want i don't micro towers to begin with so i don't do sell rebuy stuff no i definitely don't want to micro the track to like make sure that i'm clicking a button on certain rounds or whatever i'm more of a set it and forget it kind of tower defense guy i don't like a lot of agreed yeah messing with it but that's not all of them there's just a few tracks that are like that most of them are the advanced and, and expert level tracks or whatever so that's fine and yeah i mean i've been been having tons of fun with my 
French drone monkey, Etienne. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he says little French quips, and they're great. Like, c'est vous? And nice. yeah, I love it. So super cute, as always, super fun. Uh, been playing a ton of it. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Balloons is good stuff. Um, so <laughs> this will be very brief because I spent very little time with it, actually. So there's a new, I saw, uh, uh, I think it was on Epic. Yeah. On Epic store, I saw an ad for this game called Spellbreak, and I was, it was like mage fighting kind of thing. And I was like, wow, is this what I've been begging for for so long? Where it's like this, like a, an action game. That's, that's, that's like a wizard. Like, are you going to get, are you going to get your wizard brawler? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, it's a battle Royale. Um, but it's a battle Royale where everyone is a wizard, basically. Like there's six elements and you start the game with, and the elements are dictated by bracers. So you start the game with one elemental bracer and then you can find a second one. So then you have two elements to, to choose between basically. Um, relatively simple as far as battle royales go, like, there is loot that you find just like in any of the others. And there's the circle, the shrinking circle on the map and all of that. Um, so I, I install it and I'm like, well, this could be fun. I mean, I'm not a huge battle Royale guy, but I really love wizard time. So maybe this will be up my alley. So I play it. First game I play, not the tutorial. I did play through that first, but first game online with other people and I actually won. <laughs> the first so no, Royale no need ever. to no need to play ever again. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? I never win Battle Royale. Now it's it's probably way less competitive than like a shooter one because it's not as technical. Right. Um and and I I'm sure it was complete luck of the draw kind of thing. But I thought it was super hilarious that the first time I played a battle royale. I actually won the match. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I haven't played it since. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't need to. You got it. I, you won. I, You're never going to do better than that. Like. No, it's the highest of the highs is right there. Like what else can I pursue? It's all downhill. <laughs> and I don't know anyone else. That, I mean, the only way I would probably play it more is if someone else wanted to, but everyone else I know just doesn't really care about battle. Much like myself is just not right. that into battle royale games. The the only one, and I still I hope he takes this and does make a full, or somebody does because it's a great idea. Um, and I, I'm sure I talked about this a long time ago. I watched all 12 months of Yahtzee's Dev Diary. Uh, Yahtzee is the guy from Zero Punctuation and The Escapist. He made 12 games in 12 months. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me, one of those games was Battle Royale Tycoon, and it gave you the map and it put a hundred players in it. But you picked, like, you weren't in charge of that. What you were in charge of is it was like a TV, it was a reality TV show set in, like, 2025 or something, where you controlled drone cameras and how, where and how the circle shrank. And then sometimes you could put extra items on the map or something, right? So you could do, like, item drops to get people to go fight for those items or whatever. But all of the, all of the characters were all NPCs. But there could you would start having like fans of certain characters 
because you spend the, if the camera is on them and they're doing like kill shots or whatever there, you don't see any of this. You just see the map, but it kind of has like text at the bottom that says what's happening and little pictures come up on the drone camera. So like high action areas, you want to switch the camera to that. So like switch the camera too, because there's a battle going on here. So, and it takes time for your drone cameras to fly around. I thought that that was actually a really cool idea for a game and about the only way that I would really care about a battle royale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is, that is, an, it's basically you're, you're the person in the control room in Hunger Games. Right. So you have to switch cameras, tell cameras where to move. The cameras that are having more action get more views. And that's what you're, so like your currency is based on the number of views that your show is getting. Uh, if you, if you produce like an action star, you can like save them from battle basically and and get them out and get them to join the next season mm-hmm. and they'll be a higher level character or whatever and then they get more experience and make your show more popular but it's all about your show's popularity right yeah i don't know i mean i get the battle royale i i uh i get the popularity of it while it's not something that i'm super attracted to i i can't i honestly can't say that that's that a large amount of my unattractiveness to it is just because I suck and don't want to spend the time to get good. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. then it's like, yeah, whatever. I just don't care. Um, but I don't know. I mean, battle Royales have some cool, it, it, it's cool because it's, it's all of the trappings of like an RPG of the RPG stuff you get from like call of duty, multi, like standard call of duty multiplayer right? in a single match. Right. Instead yeah. of that guy has played for a hundred hours and I haven't, so he has the better gun. Right. Like, no, he just found it, and I can mm-hmm. find the next game. And so I don't know. I, I get it. Um, no, I definitely. I'm glad they exist. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think that. I mean, it just pushes for more hundred-person multiplayer type games, which I think is really cool. Right. Um, that aren't is something in between four-player and MMO. I think there's still a huge room for that space to be developed. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, but I think they also kind of may have be hurting themselves with their terrible SEO. What was it? Mage fight? Spellbreak. So, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you said it was mage fight. <laughs> um, I was like, that is just a terrible name for a game. Yeah. Like you're not going to get very far with that. Spellbreak sounds all right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I think, it, I think it just came out. Um, I have so no it, idea what it's, is it not a shooter then? Is it like top down? No, it's more like behind. It's like third person, and it is kind of shooterish. It's just it, it, you're just you're not shooting. You're not shooting headshot like with a bullet. Right. You're shooting a fireball okay. or a or a lightning beam. So it's just way more for it's it's more it's closer to MMO combat. Now it's not tab targeting, so it's not MMO right. combat. At least not old school MMO combat. <laughs> um, it's just it's just more forgiving. Yeah, because like I like I had lightning and wind, so I'm shooting lightning bolts and then like bursts of wind at some person, and I'm really just hitting their target, not again right. not, like, targeting the head or, or whatever. You're not sniping in the same way, right? Um, and the movement is is interesting because you can kind of hover it like the the way it was explained in the article I read about it um, was it was kind of like everyone is is Farah from Overwatch. So if anyone here's playing oh, okay. Overwatch, where like you can fly, but you can't fly indefinitely. Right. Kind of more jetpacky. It is, but if you juggle it, you can stay airborne for a long time. 
Right. So it, it, that's kind of how the movement works. So it does create some cool scenes where you just have mages like flying around and launching spells at each other all over the place, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and again, I played literally one match, so I have no, it might get way cooler than I know it to be. <laughs> um, I also, though, I will say in the, as much as I've gone on about how I don't play battle Royales, I have played many of them. The only one I think I've never actually tried is Fortnite. hashtag old man. Um, but call of duty Warzone is probably the one that I've enjoyed the most simply because it has a lot of ways that it forces action. Um, and the problem I have with most battle Royale games, I even did encounter it in this when I won is you can just go a two minute stretch where you just don't see anyone or maybe longer than that. And so it just feels kind of boring. Um, okay. war zone war zone, like you can go pick up a bounty and it will put a bounty on another player and tell you where <laughs> they're at. Yeah. But then it tells that player that they're being hunted by right. Someone. But so it just it, it constantly forces you to be together, which that's what the, the shrinking circle is meant to force people into action. Right. So, I mean, it, all of them have that naturally. But I mean, there were PUBG games I played where I spawned in an or whatever landed in an area. And that just happened to be the, the center of the circle every yep. time it shrunk. Right. Nice. So, so you just never had to. Well, it is, except that then what happens is it's just me hanging out in a building for 20 minutes. Right. And then the first time I see someone, I get yacked. And now I just. That's the end of the building game. for 20 minutes and like right. doing with my time. So <laughs> that's fair. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, spell break. That was my my glory. My battle royale glory has been realized. Nice. Um, I might. You're a winner. I might not record the podcast anymore because I might be going pro. And if that yeah, happens, you're a winner, Harry. I mean, you know, appreciate you. Hey, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like my initials, right? W, W N. All right, we'll just we'll just let it go. We'll just let it go. We'll just let it go. You'd have to claim your middle name was Isaac. Well, the, so the reason is because in in places that do first name or first initial last name, it is Winier, which then is basically winner you know i'll edit this out don't worry um, <laughs> no 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 i have to edit this week <laughs> I'll be I'll be i was gonna take one week off one week i'll be assuming full editorial control over this episode <laughs> oh dear i'll be checking it i'll be checking it i'm gonna download a copy <laughs> <laughs> i'll upload it i'll upload separately our bloopers <laughs> I could go on, but it's just, it's not good. Anyway, no, no, so. Fair. <laughs> um, so I have one other yeah. mid-sized discussion. Okay. Um, not huge, but it, it, interesting game. Uh, it's been out for a while, and uh, I've gotten a decent chunk of the way through it. I think I'm like 20% of the way through the game or so. And that is In Other Waters. Um, and the best way I can describe it is you play kind of a hybrid between the player and the AI from Subnautica okay. in kind of a Subnautica style game. So it's a top-down map view, uh, very minimalistic graphics. They're not basic. They're actually very well done, but very minimalistic. Circles, a topographical map, um, and a, a control console. And the control console gives you all kinds of information like oxygen level, power level, height, depth, um, and like sample utilities, uh, power ups and abilities and things like that. And basically you're the AI of a suit of somebody who is trying to survive on an ocean planet. 
and but you also do have a manner of control you kind of dictate the movement and like you collect the samples and stuff but it's all done kind of very slowly very it's not a very fat it's not a fast paced game there's kind of no i don't know that there's you can i haven't died because i just haven't let it happen um but there are like failure states and i think you can essentially if you quote unquote die you're your human goes to the med bay or the main character goes to the med bay sort of thing Mm. um you can like call a drone to basically pick you up out of wherever um and it's also a very heavily narrative based game so it's all very text-based there's a lot of you know you're kind of you decide it's also got some minor rpg elements where you can say yes or no to things basically and the the character will ask you like do you know why you're here or do, or, or were you a, like were you installed in this location originally and so you can kind of dictate whether you want to be a, a more like subversive ai like make the character paranoid or a more like reinforcing ai and just kind of agree with what they're saying and hmm. So it's it's got a, it's a lot of interesting elements. It's it's an exploration style game, just done very differently. So are you are you doing like missions and quests, or are you just picking your own objective? Or yeah, so it is it's a lot more mission based. So the main character is trying to find somebody else that's that came to the planet before. Mm. Um, so they're like following them, and so you're trying to kind of follow their clues while also exploring the planet and trying to understand it in a similar way subnautica you're trying to use the resources that are there to you're not building a base as much as you are kind of upgrading your suit or powering it by putting different you know creatures like fungal bits or root systems in to try to get you know biopower or whatever um and yeah so so but it is very narrative focused it's very you're trying to go largely in a there is kind of some side missions to gather data on creatures and the more data you gather and analyze you eventually unlock some the character's sketchbook of those critters which is the only time that you get something that's not a wireframe or just a a a bunch of circles it's got actually really good sound design though Hmm. um i personally would love for them to lean more into the ai angle and more into like getting to see some wireframes of these creatures instead of just a circle on the map and at a big text description. Um, at least having the journal unlocks is kind of nice. And you can, so the, the character, you go back to base every so often and you can, as the AI, get basically to read their journals too. So you like see their mental state changing and how they're coping with things. It may lean into, I've not, I've only unlocked a few of the journals, but it also claims that I'm 20% of the way through the game. So I'm not exactly sure how far I am or how much influence I get on this character's life later. Um, I would like to see more, though. I think this is a fun idea. I think a game in which you're not in direct control of the main character, but yet still have influence over the story, I think is... I think things like being able to be the AI and choose to not give the warning on the O2 sensor... Or give the warning too much and the character starts not believing you or pushing their limits or whatever. Like, 
kind of like a Sims, but with more control over the paranoia of the character. I don't know, maybe that, maybe more than that, but. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sure you said this being, what is the game called again? In Other Waters. In Other Waters. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool idea. I like the idea a lot. I actually want less control over, because you basically dictate where you go, but it's kind of like a looping branched pathway where you can only go so far without Metroidvania bit of technology X, Y, or Z that unlocks further area. Oh, okay. Um, and well, that's kind of fun. It, yeah, and so there may be two branches, but they both loop around to the same destination. There's some side questy stuff, but most of that seems to be just to do the research. I see. I see. And so, how? I mean, is it a? Have you? Are you close to beating it? Do you think? Do you have any idea how? No, I don't. Well, so I don't think I'm close to beating it. I think it said that, like the last time I logged in that I was like 16 or 20 percent of the way through the game. But it looks like there's journal entry spots for maybe 20 or 30 journals, and I only have two. Wow. So I'm or, or like three. I think I just got my third one. So uh, and maybe not 30 spots, but 20 or 25. It looks like. So I feel like I'm not. I feel like I shouldn't be 16% of the way through the game, especially because I haven't done really any of the side quest stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've just done, I'm on my like fourth or fifth major objective point through the game. Hmm. Um, But like you get an upgrade, you have to upgrade a suit. And I just, I wish they would lean into more of those bits. I wish as the AI that I had more power than the operator, that the operator like is discovering stuff and is asking for solutions and that my problem sh- that I should solve is which solution should I focus on solving for them? Like having, do I focus on building them a better suit and putting points into that? Or do, like, do I focus on building them, you know, better depth tanks so they can survive deeper down, hmm. you know, and having more, I think that a game focused around that where you're not in control of the main character, but you still play a vital role could be an amazing exploration style game. Well, it's it's kind of reminiscent. I mean, it's a very different genre, but it's kind of reminiscent of Towns, right? Where yeah, you're yeah, it is hero as opposed to playing the hero. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds that sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it, you know you don't you still direct the main character. You just aren't them. So you still say where you go. You just don't get to make the observations. So sixty dollar title or no 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 no. <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> yes, they're they're looking at charging seventy later. Oh, okay. So it's a two K game. Whatever. Yeah, it's two K. It's a two K game. No, it's <laughs> uh, it's an indie title. Um, it's I think fifteen dollars full price. It's gone on sale several times. I've had it on my wish list forever. I think, especially with indie titles, I leave it on my wish list basically just not because I'm waiting for it to go on sale, but because. I just want to remember to play it sometime and usually just pick it up full price. So I think it's worth 15 bucks. If you are hesitant, uh, you know, get it at 50% still 750 or whatever it is. You know, it's a very gentle narrative game. Um, There's still some danger. There's still some spots where you have to react. I think it, a couple spots was difficult because while text was coming up on screen, I was losing oxygen rapidly because I was in a dangerous zone so I had to make selections and move through it faster than I could read what those selections were. Hmm. Um, but it, it's more like, I don't want to say it's an interactive novel um, because it's not like any other interactive novel that's out there, 
but it is a very text-based heavy game if you're in for it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the game kind of resides is really good. And they're not a lot of, it's not super repetitious with like, that's just some smooth rocks. It definitely gives you a feel for the world. And, and if you have, if you're a visual person or a visual reader, you will have a good time with it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at steam and looking at the steam reviews and one of them's TLDR is uh TLDR equals Subnautica's PDA. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you really are the, the Subnautica PDA. <laughs> and I, I, I just wish it was more. I want more of that. I want to actually be developing blueprints and analyzing critters and having... Because there's a, there's a little capture game that you have to kind of play, but it's not really a game so much as clicking three buttons. I mean, And I would love to to have to play some kind of mini game to analyze a specimen or something. I mean, there's no mini game to it, I guess at all in this, but like that was one of the things that I thought was super cool in no man's sky was going to new planets and mm-hmm. finding new life and plants and animals and all that kind of stuff. And again, even though there's not really much in the way of execution to do that in no man's sky, I just thought it was cool that you can like find all these different, the exploration of it, you know what I mean? And like right. cataloging all of that or whatever. So I would just love to, I'm surprised that the, the kind of Sims element hasn't been applied to other things where you have kind of a main character, but you're not directly in control of them. I, I think that that's a, I think that that mechanic could be taken so much further than it has. Yeah. I No, I think you're probably right. I mean, I, I would, I would probably, you know, guess, obviously I don't know, but I think it might be because that might not be what they understand the appeal of the Sims to be, even though I think that that very much might be part of the appeal, but it's like, I think when, I think when, when the Sims is considered like the reason it's considered so popular is because of the, the amount of customization and and modability and, and just the way you can like create so many different things versus that almost like, I mean, all video games are, (laughs) you're controlling something as some avatar. Well, yeah, but but a narrative kind of a, an unspecified narrative where you're not necessarily in full control of the character's life. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, as much as I like the setting and the theme and everything of towns, I mean that I thought that was one of the most innovative things. And now that's ten years ago that we played that, but um, so I, I, yeah, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right that that's a space that could be explored a lot more. Like being Tony Stark's AI, but Tony Stark not being the billionaire intelligent guy, maybe just the billionaire. And maybe you, Tony and Stark you... dies, and someone else finds the AI, and now right, right, know, whatever, like. Yeah, just just being able to and being able to choose like I think there's a lot of interesting narration that can come from like are you a good AI or are you a bad AI? Are you a good AI and the person believes you're a bad AI? Like how are you going to convince this non-player character that you're not out to hurt them? Like Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's... Or are you just going to forget to give them an oxygen warning or do you, they may not even be forget like having too many things to manage on the screen should be part of that where you may not notice their oxygen is about to go out and you haven't clicked the little button that says warning, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's, and then they get mad at you. And then, you know, you almost killed me. Why didn't the warning go off? And you're like, Hey, I'm an AI that can only do so much, you know, like maybe if you put some points into my research center so that I could build the automated thingy, then right. I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> Check your tone. My middle name is Skynet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I, you know, Right. Maybe we just turn that warning off in the future. Right. Like, like your insight <laughs> talking to me this way. Yeah. I think I could have fun with that. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that, it's it's a fun game though. It's a fun game. I like it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I've you know, I've I've messed around some more with I've messed around a little bit with Albion Online, um, but I, it's the it's I think it's just my MMO drip for right now more than like I'm super I'm not I'm not no lifing it I don't even I don't play it right. daily you know so um have played a little more of Ori in the Blind Forest love it am ashamed by it um and surprised by it constantly because it's it's actually a really well des- like the design is like wow like you guys have really gone places that I haven't seen it go before with like just with the, the way they have, have you do mechanics or, you know, the things they have to execute yet also makes me feel like a bad gamer <laughs> because I will encounter things where it's like, how are you supposed to pull that off? And then I have to do it seven times and then I get it and I do it. And so it's like, Oh, well, I just wasn't doing it the right way at first, but then it's like, am I getting old? <laughs> like, I mean, that happened to us when we played Gree at least the the wife and I, where we got stuck in a zone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and I think replayed through the entire game almost yeah. and got back to that same spot, got stuck again and just realized we, were, we missed one visual cue that you're supposed to like ground pound on mm-hmm. and you go through to the next area. And, yeah. and that's not even like the end of the game. It was like halfway through and we just forgot about ground pound. So yeah. it happens. I feel you. It happens. Um, getting old but yeah i do i still am enjoying ori but i definitely am going through it at a snail's pace because uh i i get very frustrated (laughs) getting old but we'll still be indignant at a loading screen tip that says you can ground pound by pressing down a like come on i know i know that's like telling me wasd to move around i'm not gonna forget that like install on an ssd what's with these loading screens and these stupid (laughs) chips Yep. So Ori still good. How far do you think you're through Ori? Do you know? Not far, not far. Not far. I mean, I'm probably halfway through the ability trees. Okay, um, but there's no way I'm far. I've completed what I would call the first like Zelda style temple. Um, okay, but I'm I'm embarrassed to say all of this because anyone who's played it is probably. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's like three hours in or something. Like that. <laughs> so um, I'm not far in it at all, but. I just, it, it, it wrecks me over and over again. Um, there's just a lot of really acrobatic stuff. Like for example, when I beat the first temple or whatever, there's then like a old school Metroid escape that you have to do. Kind of like when okay. you have to escape the mother brain, you know? Right. Now, luckily <laughs> we're in an era of, of, of save states and loading screens. So unlike Metroid where you just, if you didn't escape, you just have Game to do fight all over again. Yeah. In this, I don't have to redo the temple again, but yeah, I'm trying to escape. And I mean, it, it took me a lot of tries and I was like, uh, like this isn't, this isn't the fun part to me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like I, 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 I I want to feel some sense of accomplishment from having completed the dungeon and I don't because I'm slamming my head against the wall. Right. Again, part of it was not understanding how I was supposed to execute it. Um, and, and then part of it was just, just needing to practice and just get good, you know? <laughs> right. But again, it's not like I spent 10 hours trying or something. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not at the level I was with that tower defense. Well, we all know that your patience is very low. So 
Were we talking like three tries and you're you're about dunzy? Uh no, it was probably legit. <laughs> it was probably a legit like ten. Oh wow, ten tries of me like, and like one time I got to the very end and missed the very last jump, and it's just Aww. GG. It's like, okay, all right, all right, Ori, you're lucky <laughs> you're so adorable and so <laughs> intelligently crafted. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of them. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ori still still going through it. Hopefully, I'll beat it someday so I can go to the second one, which is the whole reason I'm playing the. Oh, right, I was gonna say you've got a whole another one after this. I know. I you know. need to just commit a day. I know. I know. Sometime. Sometime. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Ori. Ori still still plugging away. Cool. Anything else? I think that is it. All right. Well, I think that's it for me too. So that's all for our episode today. Please join the discussion by tweeting your thoughts to us at P-U-Y-S-Pod or follow us there. If you like this episode, please rate, star, thumbs up, and review us wherever you're listening. And hey, tell a friend about us, because that really makes a difference. All of our links will be available in the show notes. And if you want to hear more of Walker's insights and enjoy long-form conversations with a variety of unique guests on topics outside of gaming, check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found.